time for rolling. Hey, what's up, everyone? Endless55, we are back with Time for Rolling Esports. This is episode 19. This will be our second last episode of the spring season. We are coming up on the Spring Unified Championships over there in London at the O2 Stadium. Um, on this episode, we are joined by Fuji. We'll be making our picks. He'll be making his picks. We'll be talking about the upcoming matches, the NA versus EU drama. Uh, it's a really great episode. We were really thankful to have Fuji come on. Um, looking forward in the future and on our Twitter, at TFR underscore esports, we are giving away the championship black feather skin. Um, that is for the upcoming weekend tournament. So that is ending this weekend. So make sure you guys get on our Twitter page and retweet that and follow us so you guys have a chance to win that skin. But other than that, I think that's all I have for news-wise, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. The right targets. That is one trade. T-Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boytop. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Because goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boytop. Oh, Lost Boytop. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. Time for rolling. How's it going, everyone? Endless55 here. Joined here with Crude Sloth. Back in the new recording studio, a.k.a. the basement. The 260. Back in the basement. 260. Giving out our area code. It's a bold strategy. Don't come find us. It's not our area code. Oh, yeah, it is our area code. (laughs) Wait. Oh, zip code. code. (laughs) See, that's the important one. Zip code's different than area code. (laughs) Woo! Okay, guys, we are really excited for this weekend. We cannot wait, so... We just got back from vacation. It was a great vacation. It was a good good week away from our reality and Vainglory world. But excited to get back, though. Oh, we cannot wait. We both said that we've been itching to watch Vainglory because we haven't watched any or really played any since we were on vacation, and... We did some Vainglory on vacation. A little bit. A little bit of blitz blitz here and there, and we were pretty busy overall, but... Yeah, definitely back. Uh, this is episode 19. This is our prediction episode for a huge weekend. Um, it's going to be crazy. A lot of happening. Day 1, NA and versus NA. EU versus EU. Day 2, based on seeds. The top NA and EU will play the different seeds of NA and EU. So we're going to do our quick predictions here. We're going to talk about some of these matchups. Then we're going to get you into the good stuff. Fuji will be joining us later. Uh, you know, Fuji, Echo Fox isn't in there, so we got him on to have his unbiased opinion as much as possible he will be a casting over on some of these matchups maybe filling in for sweet J when sweet J plays for on his immortals team on the desk so definitely excited to see him casting so to start this off let's go through these rules for this tournament coming up um reading right off the rules here we have the top two teams in each group will receive a first round bye in the tournament so we got g2 and team secret from eu and we got uh, TSM and Cloud9 from NA. Uh, day one, Friday, will be exclusively feature regional play. NA teams will battle NA teams based on the seeds, and EU teams will be battle the EU teams. Day two, Saturday, will exclusively feature mixed play. NA teams will battle EU teams based on seeds. Then day three, Sunday, will feature the semifinals and grand finals, uh, determined solely by remaining competitors and their seeds, regardless of the region. So that's when things can kind of get uh, pretty mixed up and just depending on which seeds they are. So let's go ahead and go into this first day, talk about our picks. First matchup, kind of a boring one. I don't think we'll be wrong either. It is Mouse Sports versus SK. Unfortunately, Mouse Sports, the two, there was two other teams that should have been coming to this besides Mouse Sports, but Mouse Sports is kind of that bigger esports organization to get their players to travel. The other two teams couldn't get their players to travel. Yeah. Uh, Fuji kind of talked about that later on, so, but, I mean... So who are we picking for this first matchup? I'm uh, definitely going to go with SK. Me too. SK is going to take this one pretty handily, I think. So. Yeah, Cavalfar and Tyrus, I just think they're pretty strong. Mouse Sports hasn't really got their whole roster. They haven't really been playing the greatest together. So, yeah, I think SK will definitely win this one and move on uh, for day two. Next matchup, uh, Fnatic versus Cyclone. Um, you know, just from the struggles from the Cyclone's cha- uh, roster changes, you know, they have Bastion on their team now and just... 
a lot of change on that roster for Cyclone. Not that consistency that we see with Fnatic with Tenno, JJ, Palmador, and Nidalet. So, you know, I'm going to go with Fnatic. It's going to be maybe a close matchup, but I think Fnatic will take that game. Probably 3-1, maybe 3-2. Uh, who do you got in this matchup? I'm going with Fnatic um, just because I guess there's still kind of a little bit of questions with Cyclone's lineup. Um, who's all playing? Um, we know with Bastion, Waldemar. We've seen PT Lamb, Radha. Radha? Radha? Yeah, Radha. We're going to go with Radha. Uh, but yeah, just some of those guys switched around and stuff. So I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Fnatic. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty preset picks for EU. Um, NA. So let's see. And it was kind of rough for the beginning on me personally, just from you know starting all over, not being able to travel with hammers. Uh, you know, Immortals Aloha is not gonna be there, so that's Sweet J. So I think. Immortals maybe have the better sub, but I think Hammers have played enough together. T-Tigers are still going to be able to be strong enough. I'm going to go with Hammers in this matchup. I think it's going to be closer than it would have if starting was there. But uh, I'm going to take Hammers in this one. Maybe 3-1. I think Immortals will probably take a game off of them. Yeah, don't underestimate Max Green, though. I know he's still he's still pretty good. He's no starting all over, in my opinion, but he's still he's still up there. He's, he's, he's a good Bam Glory player. So um, I'm going to go with Hammers. 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 Breaking news. Hammer time. Hammer time. All right, next matchup, Gangstars versus Tempo. Uh, pretty interesting matchup. Um, pretty on the board here, back and forth for me. And uh, I think, depending on who plays for Tempo, not quite sure who the starting roster is. But I'm going on a limb on this one. I think Tempo Storm's going to beat Gangstars. I think they can if they have the right Tempo. <laughs> I see what you did there. Tempo, right tempo? Yeah, um, didn't mean to do that, but just came out. You're punny. But uh, Gangstars, you know, with Hierarchians, you know, I'll definitely be looking out to see how they perform on stage and how they perform in these situations compared to uh, on online at their, I guess they are, I do have a team house, so um, I'm going to go with Tempo. Who do you got here? What do you think? I am going to go with Gangstars just because um, I guess Gangstars is a little bit more of that um, – they're the higher seed, so I think I'm just going to have to go with the higher seed. I, I have no no explanation for why, because this is such a close match, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Gangstars. We'll see how Zeno and Iraqi play and all of them on the, the live stage, though, and we'll see how that goes. But All right, so we have all the same picks for day one, except for the last matchup, the Gangstars-Tempo, which we both kind of can lean both ways, just depending on rosters and how... Uh, honestly, it's all going to depend on how Gangstars and if Iraqi shows up on the, the strong Iraqi or maybe that day two finals Iraqi that kind of can struggle that we see in these splits. Um, but for day two, first matchup in this case would be Cloud9 versus SK. Uh, starting to get maybe a little harder picks for us. Um, SK, if they do their planning, if they do... Uh, the right things they need coming into this matchup against their against a strong NA team. I love Joseph, Gabe Vizzle, old school. These player, you know, these three they play a lot together. They scrim a lot together. They spend a lot of time in Vanglory. So, I think Cloud9 is the stronger team here. I think it will be closer, three two, m- maybe three two, probably definitely three one. I think SK can definitely get a game off of them. But you know, I'm gonna take Cloud9 in this matchup. Uh, what do you got? I'm also gonna go with. Cloud9, just because, I mean, SK, they're always, like, right there. I mean, they're always, you know, you know, number three, number four, but they can never seem to push through and get to the top. So I think, you know, they'll get out of that first round, obviously going up against an easier mouse sports, but they're going to run into some trouble with C9. So I'm going to go with C9. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to depend on, like, how they plan and with how much, you know, tape and uh, past games they watch. But, that, you know, that's the advantage for Cloud9 has. They won't see anything from day one. And then maybe that's also a disadvantage Cloud9 will have because they maybe would not know how this meta is shaping up for day one and maybe what these players are like and just from the fact they just have to watch. So, yeah, it'll be pretty interesting first match there. Uh, second match, if this is the second match, uh, Team Secret for me, Team Secret for you because yep. that's not an option. They're just there as a second seed. They got to buy for first round. Uh, hammers for both of us. This could be Hammers or Immortals in the situation. This is when it gets hard for me. Uh, I struggle with picking... Uh, a hammers team without starting all over just because um you know he does give a lot to team t tigers is strong but i think 
if Leon is playing for Team Secret, if it's Just Man Leon tricky um, with Leon in the jungle, maybe tricky in the lane, Just Man on that captain position. I like that lineup the most. I favor that the most just because Leon can make a lot of plays coming out of the jungle. So, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here. I am going to pick the very first EU victory with Team Secret over Hammers. Shocking. I know I do live in NA. I love NA. But you know what? I'm being realistic here. And I'm just I'm picking Team Secret. I think if Hammers had their full starter roster, whatever that whole deal, 100% Hammers. But if Leon plays his best, this is his first time on stage, so that's a big deal for him. He's got to show up. So I'm gonna pick Team Secret because I have faith that he will show up. Yeah. So one word, T Tigers, because that dude is a beast. And T Tigers and Chicken still together at least. They may not have starting all over, but I think they'll still be strong enough to take down team secret and uh, i mean you know i do live in na so i'm gonna keep that na pride you might be a traitor that's fine but na all day we'll see who comes out on top on these picks <laughs> but i mean that roster max green uh captain position chicken maybe going into the lane he used to be a laner he laned before he switched that captain role so who, who knows what that uh t tigers will be the jungler i'm assuming I let's think hope so that's where he belongs he makes his most indecisive or decisive decisions and big plays there so uh, whether chickens chicken has been impressing me a lot on that captain role so i think that would still be really a key position for him but uh, i think that's gonna be a great matchup even without starting so uh the next matchup for day two with a number one seed in eu uh for me it's versus tempo and for you it's versus uh, gangstars um i think in this case you know we just have a strong G2 team with follow, with a leading Hondor there as a laner. I think he's a strong laner. I think he's stronger laner than uh, than Iraqi, a stronger laner than Selena probably. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with G2 here. I'm going to pick my second EU victory just because, uh, I mean, I could be wrong. They could be weaker with the meta and playing more, you know, passive play style but i think that these eu teams just went to head to head so much in their in their uh division that i think they have the ability to beat these teams and definitely with a tempo gangstars type team i think they can beat these two teams so for me against my tempo team i'm gonna pick g2 you got them against gangstars what does g2 need to do to be able to beat gangstars or the other way around uh i got g2 obviously like you said i think the big factor will be on xeno um i mean he has played on the live stage before but it's been a while since he's been on that stage and i'm really interested to see on how he will he will compete as far as when you're on a live stage compared to when you're just you know at home or whatever wherever he plays i guess so with his team it's a it's a whole different setting when you have a crowd there cheering or you know yelling or booing or whatever they're doing uh to either get you hyped or you really feel that energy so i think the the deciding factor for me will be how gangstars plays in this live setting along with iraqi um, you know, he's been at the top before, and we'll see if he can continue to be at the top or if G2 is going to knock them off. I think G2 is going to knock them off. All right, so we both have G2 winning that one. So you, that's your first uh, EU victory. So this next matchup is uh, Team Solo mid versus Fnatic for both of us. Um, you know, Fnatic, I guess we've always mentioned in the past, they have strong three, three good players. You know, they've had this... Uh, some boot camps and things that start getting them better synergy. So who knows? They may come into this tournament like firing on all cylinders. So Fnatic's definitely a team from Iowa I'm going to look out for. But, you know, Team Solomid is probably the favorite in this case. They definitely prepare the best. And uh, with Von C having that aggression in the jungle, I think that may just be a lot for them. So I'm going to pick Team Solomid to win this one. Yep, I'm going with Team Solomid too, and it's like what you were talking about as far as Fnatic. You know, I've said it since the beginning, since week one. We could go back and listen that I'm excited for these this Fnatic team. I was excited to see them play together, and I think it's kind of proven that over time, they've gotten to you know to know each other. The synergy's gotten better. They had the boot camp. They've only gotten better. So I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe if this game goes like three uh, two, I think Fnatic will put up a good fight. But um, I, I'm going to go with TSM in the end just because of. You know where Flash X, his experience, where he's been. How, you know he's been on this live stage. He's been to the finals. He knows the ins and outs of all this live gameplay. So I think that will just overpower and push them over the top against Fnatic. Yeah, I think uh, in this matchup uh, it will be interesting to see if Team Solomid does dominate this game. 
I think that'll kind of be a recurring theme, hopefully for them going into like day two and such. So it'll be interesting to see if Team Solomid has prepared, which I'm definitely assuming they have. They normally prepare to the best out of most of these teams, and their drafting phase is pretty high level. So, so let's go ahead and go into these day three semifinals and pick our uh, and go through our picks. So for your first matchup, it would be uh, Team Solomid versus Hammers. Uh, who you got winning this game going on to the finals, and what's going to be the challenges for these teams? I got Team Solo Mid, and the reason I'm picking them is just because probably the simple fact that Hammers doesn't have their full roster. Obviously, if Hammers had their full roster, we know that Hammers is kind of uh, TSM's TSM's kryptonite, and that they've they've taken the last few games. But I think they were like four and one against them, I believe. But anyway, yeah. So I'm going to go with TSM to beat Hammers. Um, so I'm going to go with my matchup is going to be Team Solomid versus Team Secret in my semifinals game. Uh, I'm going to go Team Solomid as well. I don't think Team Secret plays well enough together to be a team like Team Solomid. Uh, I think Chuck and Von C are much more synergized than maybe Tricky and Leon. A lot more is on Leon's shoulders, and if he makes mistakes, that team maybe kind of falls apart. So I'm going to pick Team Secret to go ahead and move on to the finals. Uh, my second day matchup is G2 versus Cloud9. And your second day matchup is G2 versus Cloud9. So we have the same matchup there. I'm going to go ahead and pick Cloud9 to win. I think it will be a very close match. That can't go either way. It will go best of five. Uh, I just think those guys will prepare better and they play better as a three-team synergy than maybe G2 does. So I will have an NA versus NA final. Kind of boring. Uh, Team Solomid versus Cloud9. Uh, who do you got for yours? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Team Solomid against G2, and the reason that I'm doing that is simply because it's going to be such a close match that I just want the EU versus NA hype in the finals, and uh, I'm going to pick Team Solomid to beat G2. Uh, very close game, but Team Solomid, the champion, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to also pick Team Solomid as my champion. Uh, I think that's going to be ice on the cake. I kind of do hope that G2 does make it to the finals or any EU team just to have that last fight and if the EU team happens yeah. to be NA then you know they're like you're not going to have that hype if it's NA versus NA because you know NA is going to be the champion so that'll be pretty crazy to see if that does happen uh, it's all going to be based on seedings but uh, yeah that's going to be pretty crazy just to see uh, how the final day does end up that's going to be probably the, Saturday and Sunday will be the most exciting days Friday is going to be just kind of like a, another split you know just the same regions playing each other so still exciting though because it is in Europe and it's the live championship set but knowing that that goes into day two with the mixed Europe and NA. So out of these day one teams who do you think has the best chance to break through day two and make it into day three? Uh, Probably Gangstars. I'm gonna uh, no I'm gonna go with SK. I'm changing that. I'm gonna go with SK. Just because I know that like, like I've said earlier they've always been there at the number three or four spot and if they have enough time to train which they have they've had plenty of time uh, I think that they, hopefully, that they can push through the top and get into those finals day, that final day. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fnatic. Uh, definitely going to pick one of these EU teams. I don't think any uh, hammers, maybe, but without starting, it's difficult. And I just don't see really Tempo uh, able to beat G2 if they do get in that position. So uh, I'm going to go with Fnatic. I just think they're those three guys, they've been on the competitive side enough. They've been on the stage, and I think they've gone through these boot camps. They've... Uh, I think they're going to be able to prepare enough and maybe put up a good fight. I mean, the difficult thing for Fnatic going in is they will be playing Team Solomid in that day two. So them getting maybe into Team Solomid that day two and beating them and getting into that uh, day three final would be that'd be insane. Beating the favorite, you know, we could probably all say Team Solomid is the favorite coming into this. So uh, that'd be pretty exciting to see. You know, maybe one of these underdog teams sneaking their way in there. Uh, players to look out for. I think my two players to look out for are going to be uh, Xenotech, just because seeing him back on the stage for uh, NA, um, I'm excited to see how he does. I really hope he form performs well with Iraqi and that synergy. That's probably my one player I really want to watch for NA. There's a couple, but I'm going to stick with one. My one player I want to watch really for EU, uh, it's probably Kavalifar. You know, he's on this new team with, um, with SK. Uh, he's away from Mowgli and, uh, you know, Palmatoros so like that kind of trio they had going there for the longest time on uh, Team Secret. So it'll be interesting to see on how he does. Hopefully he can take a big leadership position on SK and, you know, kind of help his guys through that uh, 
do these like live actual games. Who's going to be your one player to watch for NA and EU? So if I had to take one from NA, it's going to be Iraqi Zoro, just because we've seen him be at the top before and perform extremely well, and then we've seen him perform not so well, uh, you know, recently in these past couple splits. Um, so I'm just interested to see how he performs, see if he can kind of bring it back together and you know make gang stars a competitive team like we know that they can be they've had a lot of ups and downs this year so uh let's say so for eu mine is going to be waldemar actually uh waldemar just because i know his potential he can be we know we've seen obviously and this kind of goes by meta too is like we've seen the jewel the weapon power jewel that one week he destroyed people and the one i can't remember who they were playing but they destroyed and he's so mechanically gifted that i think he's going to be the player that I want to watch the most and see if he can perform for Cyclone and help carry Cyclone past that first day. Yeah, I think so. I mean, our best chance for NA champions probably going to be Team Silla mid, uh, unless they maybe face someone like Cloud9 based on seeding. I don't know how that would happen. I don't think it would. Uh, best chance for EU? Uh, I think it's G2. But Team Secret, if Leon plays his best game, Team Secret has a good chance to come in and play really well but who knows what happened that day too if leon's not on they could easily get knocked out of that day too so it's gonna be a pretty exciting weekend um but you know before we get to the weekend and that excitement let's get to the excitement of upcoming what's coming up next and we do have fuji joining us so we're gonna do our quick interview with him he's gonna make all of his picks kind of get some lowdowns on players and his opinions on how this weekend will go um so i hope you guys enjoy this interview with fuji Time for rolling. All right, so we are joined now with Fuji. He is uh, a former full-time Vainglory player, former Vainglory analyst, uh, now Vainglory caster, head coach for Echo Fox, also player for Echo Fox, super sub. Uh, he pretty much does everything in the Vainglory world possible, so that is why we are so happy to have him on this episode to talk about the upcoming spring championships. Thank you so much for joining us, Fuji. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be back again. So uh, thank you for that. So you'll be traveling to London tomorrow. You are going to be casting, correct? Yes. I uh, As of right now, I have a set that I'll be casting at least for day one and day two. Might uh, spotlight a little bit on the analyst desk here and there, but primarily casting this, uh, this go-around. Because Sweet Generous, he is on the desk, right, Sweet J? He is on the desk, but he's also going to be playing because uh, Mortals is not able to field their starting roster. I believe right. Aloha cannot make it, so I don't exactly know who will be stepping in for him. But yeah, primarily it'll be him and uh, Tasty Bacon and Munchables as the uh, the host. Yeah, the other casters you got with you, you know, Action Jackson, Scoundrel, Jaws, Dowsy, Four Court, Chester, uh, Zinyi, Humanist, and of course you. So that's a Big crew there, a lot of great talent. Pretty excited to hear all you guys going at it, and it's going to be a fun three days all together. Um, let's go ahead and get into these first questions and start talking about this weekend. So, do it. so Fuji, do you know which games and which days you'll be casting? Um, I yes, I do. So at day one, I believe I'm casting the Hammers and Immortals matchup. Um, so that'll be the kind of kickoff. And then day two, um, I forget exactly, but I want to say I think it's the uh, G2 versus whoever is the low from NA. Um, so top seed versus lower seed from whoever wins day one. Uh, things can change a little bit like last minute, but I think as of right now, that's what I'm scheduled to do. So yeah, so two games, one NA, one EU. Uh, yeah, day one will be both NA, and then day two will be a NAEU clash. And then the way they're doing day three is by, like, merit. So I guess basically, like, whatever casting pair is really, like, pouring energy into the audience, into the broadcast, they'll, uh, they'll have them cast some of the semis and the actual finals themselves. Okay, cool. So 
you have been on the stage before and played in front of people. Can you discuss how different it, it is playing with teams on stage compared to like at home? Uh, yeah, it's it's light years difference. It it actually reinvigorates you as a as a player to continue grinding as hard as as you do when you're not on stage, right? So since Vainglory doesn't have a, a local LAN style league. Uh, like a lot of larger esports do. I think for a lot of players playing at home all the time, even though there are weekend tournaments during the uh, Vainglory 8, you're still just in this environment where you're kind of by yourself. Uh, you know, there, there's no crowd cheering you on. The, the, the There's no, like, support, really, other than just maybe your parents, friends, girlfriend, whatever, uh, just kind of there patting you on the back. So when you actually get in the seats on stage, it kind of brings it all full circle. Uh, it makes you, you get this adrenaline punch, you get this, the, the cheering from the crowd. It actually starts validating all the hard work you've put in because you get to see your fans face to face. The nerves are higher, but I'd argue the best teams, you know, they use that nervous energy uh, in a very positive way to really kind of fuel their goals towards winning the entire championship. Yeah, so would you say some of these teams or players that haven't been on stage yet may have a disadvantage? They you know, maybe need to adjust more than a team like TSM? You know, I, sometimes I would say yes. Um, sometimes I'm surprised. There are certainly people that just naturally are competitors at heart, even if they haven't been on a stage. So they can they can show up and kind of be rookie of the tournament in their execution. I think the most recent example we had of that was Willie. Uh, for Armada during Worlds, uh, had never had a stage appearance prior to okay. uh, the World Championship. So he, that's an example of a player that shows up and, and, and executes, right? Um, I would say that uh, historically there are players that show up and, and perhaps underperform towards their normal. I, you know, Old school, I think, is a, a great example of just an insanely mechanically great player, but has yet to ever secure a major title um, away from uh, from like you know online events, right? So, and some might question like what happens when he shows up? Like you know, does does he kind of lose it a little bit? I think Rekt is another person uh, who kind of falls in that category. So this is another opportunity for these guys to say, you know, we put the practice in. Uh, we're not going to let the live performance shake us this time. Yeah, I mean. Um, so going into day one, it is regional play like you had discussed, EU versus EU and NA versus NA. Um, uh, you're in the NA side, of course. I mean, how much preparing have you done going into this, looking at these EU teams and maybe uh, looking at these players and learning about them more? Have you done a lot of preparation-wise for EU? I definitely have done um, some prep. I've actually been on a few Discord uh, calls with some of the other casters, just going over strengths and weaknesses of teams. Um, kind of things that you know we're looking for in terms of storylines, um, some personal things to you know if we ever get to some extended time to talk to dive into, but also like their in-game strategy and, and what we expect. Um, so certainly have done um, some some prep work prior to this weekend for sure. All right, so let's dive right in then. Since you've uh, done a little bit of research, let's start doing some picks. Uh, First up, we got Mouse Sports versus SK. What, what's your opinion on that one? Uh, SK should take it pretty handedly, uh, primarily because Mouse Sports is not even technically supposed to be here, but they're right. filling because uh, one of the other teams that qualified could not make it. Um, and then the team above them, Fluffy Chickens, could not make it either. So they're like at the bottom seeds. So regardless of what happens, even if SK plays perhaps subpar, I still would slot SK for a strong victory. I would be surprised if Mouse Sports even takes a single game in the best of five. But, um, but uh, you know, and that's also important to know for, I guess, people listening. Uh, these are all best of fives, which, right. is, which is pretty cool. So it really gives teams a lot of options to pull out some crazy stuff to take a quick victory uh, or a surprise victory to give them momentum. Uh, since the risk isn't quite there. But yeah, SK should should take that series. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cavalfar and Tyrese, they've been looking pretty strong. Definitely Cavalfar if he pulls out that little Rona laner. So I'm I'm interested to see that Rona come out maybe against an NA team. But uh, the next game, uh, Fnatic versus Cyclone, that may be a little more interesting. What's your opinion on that matchup? Yeah, this one's going to definitely be closer. Um, I would 
so Cyclone, I believe, picked up Bastion and Split too Correct. of the European series. So I don't have an insane amount of faith in, in Weldemara and Bastion together. That just historically, after that kind of crazy run during summer of 2016. Uh, even though you know, obviously they're they're still a third player to have impact, they just couldn't really find their footing for the remainder of the year, um, and were just kind of disappointed, uh, or at least I was, uh, in in their performance. And they started off this year actually really strong. Cyclone with their strength of schedule was pushing the top spots, but then slowly kind of slid down, you know, bit by bit as the season went on. So I I feel like they're less likely to perform during day one. And I would probably give it over to Fnatic because opposite of Cyclone, Fnatic seemed to um, get much better as the season uh, progressed, they seemed to to shore up a lot of their issues early on when people were like, oh, especially during the invitation when Fnatic just right. seemed to, to struggle. People were like, what's going on with this team? But they, you know, they had some boot camps. They really, they really dove in. And uh, I think it's, I think it's going to pay off and I would expect them to, to take Cyclone down day one. Yeah, I mean, Fnatic, they've had those three same starters and Cyclone's kind of cycled through, you know, PT Lamb and some other players that have you know, cycle through that rotation of playing. So they may not have as much chemistry. And like you said, uh, Bastion just being picked up by them. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting match. But, uh, you know, next up, let's move on to North America. So for the first matchup for North America, we got Hammers versus Immortals. You want to talk about that one a little bit? Yeah, so it's it's funny because both teams are not going to have their complete rosters. Um, but I still have to give the edge to hammers because of uh, T tigers and, and chicken still remaining, even though starting all over won't be there. I think T tigers and chicken is a, is a duo are just going to be stronger than, than immortals will be with sweet subbing in and veins moving to jungle. Um, I just don't imagine or more. I mean, immortals might take a game. I think they're pretty good at prepping drafts that uh, can can take a team off guard and in a best of five, I think they could take one, but I would expect Hammers to to fairly easily uh, pass the uh, that Immortal series for sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people on Twitter just kind of say, don't doubt T-Tigers and his ability. Um, I mean, let's go on a side note real quick. I'm kind of interested to see your opinion on this, but um, what does Vainglory have to do in the future? I know I... I'm not like completely frustrated, but I know a lot of people can be frustrated about some of these players not being able to go and play. It's not as exciting maybe to see Hammers, you know, with starting not being there. So, uh, you know, Vanglory in the future, is it just because, you know, we just have so many young players that are in the scene or, you know, what it maybe ha- can happen in the future to maybe avoid so many players not being able to travel these type of events? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's probably a, a piece of a larger conversation as well that could be its own podcast, just about like the future of uh, competitive Vainglory and like its structure for esports. But but that piece of the puzzle you're talking about with with people not being able to go, it's a bit of a combination. Um, one, I think age does play a factor, especially because oftentimes it is younger uh, individuals that are unable to attend. Um, it's also sometimes the just how short notice the actual locations are. So for people that especially are living in North America on visas that actually have to go through a bit of a process of getting a active visa for the country of, uh, of the tournament and then finding out where it's going to be held and going through that whole thing. If there's not enough time in advance, sometimes that stuff just gets caught up. So I think that also has something to do with it. But at the very least, I think eSport organizations should be uh, they should just be getting this stuff done. Whatever pre-work net is required uh, should just be done. So as soon as an announcement comes out, all you have to do is, you know, the last few steps for any kind of visa or travel concerns. So I think it, it's, there's been a bit of a miss from both SCMC, I think, and eSport uh, organization prep coming into these events, but this is not just a Vainglory problem. Like okay. you, this is all over esports. Like it, even League of Legends, like there's every esports suffers from travel issues. Yeah, I mean I just you know, sometimes if the player's really young, you know, sometimes a parent has to go and there's just I guess there's a lot more into it behind the scenes that people may not think of. But you know, Hammers and Mortals, they have the rosters that they have, so they're gonna go in there hopefully to perform as best of their ability. 
Uh, this next matchup, I'm definitely more interested in this one. I've kind of been stuck on who I'm going to pick, Gangstars and Tempo Storm. We've seen a lot of people, you know, releasing their brackets, and, you know, some people are picking Tempo Storm to win. How do you feel about Tempo Storm maybe able to pull off this slight upset? So I, I think this also hinges a little bit, um, and, and maybe even you guys know or have heard, but there there was at least some rumors and conversation going on that uh, Hyde potentially may not have been able to attend. Correct. But I don't know if that's 100% true or not, because yeah. I also heard conflicting things, because when he did an interview, I believe, for Tempo Storm, he was talking as if attending was just a 100% no issue. Okay. Um. So I don't. I don't know if this is some kind of low key, uh, trolling from him, just yeah. trying to like you know get the scene mixed up. If if Tempo Storm is their full on roster, I think this is going to be kind of a bloodbath, best of five. I actually think it'll go all five games, and who wins, um, will really really depend on how big I think Rex and Iraqi and Zeno can show up on stage for the first time together. Uh, these guys, like Gangstars, is up and down all season. They had an impressive start, but it, a lot of that was due to strength of schedule. Um, and as the season went longer, they suffered to continue going as far as they had in the beginning. And then, you know, Tempo Store comes in, they sweep up a bunch of points, you know, they they put themselves in a great position to really uh, go far. So this is probably the toughest call. I think if Tempo Storm fields their whole roster, I would lean towards Tempo Storm just because I think the raw mechanics of their team will shine through. Um, but if, you know, if if that doesn't happen, perhaps Gangstars will have some some strategy up their sleeve. But I definitely think mechanically... Tempo Storm has an edge, and probably in every position. So it's going to be up to G like it's going to be up to Gangstars to really come up with some creative drafts or or strategies on this new patch to really uh, secure the best of five. Yeah, I mean, um, I know we saw. I think I don't remember what week it was. I think it was the first week Tempo Storm entered the scene. They played, you know, um, Tribe Gaming, and they ended up facing Gangstars in a third place matchup, and they actually did beat Gangstars. So. I'm pretty excited to see this matchup on this day one between NA and NA, but um, let's go ahead and move over to this next segment. It's going to be a pretty exciting talk, I think. So let's get into the EU versus, I guess, NA trash talk. So there's been a lot of smack talk between NA EU teams. Most people from NA think that none of the teams from EU can beat NA. Do you want to maybe touch on the playstyles of EU compared to NA and talk about the EU teams before you make your day two predictions based off of day one? Yeah, um, so Europe has just traditionally always gone for these kind of mid to late game uh, team fighting compositions. And, and this has been true for a very long time, whereas North America really kind of mirrors i would even say somewhat of east asia about having these kind of early aggression control compositions that try to pick a lead early and close out a game cleanly i think it definitely leads to more potential mistakes when you have like early game focuses because you can certainly come back in uh and vainglory if the team doesn't close out cleanly but i think one of the reasons why i expect na to typically perform better is just because there's so much practice at at doing this type of thing that if they continue with these dominant junglers that you have like t tigers um you've got uh you know von c these these guys will absolutely and, and i love joseph right like these guys will control the jungle during all those key parts of the early game and they, they don't let off the pressure. And I don't know if Europe really knows how to deal with this because when you watch Europe try to do these types of aggressive things, Kashka is maybe the most cliche example. They fall really flat. Like they just don't, they don't know how to invade and apply pressure as, as frequently. I, I think maybe the team that's, that's the best at doing that is probably team secret. But G2 also, like, I think that these guys, these two teams, G2 and Team Secret, certainly could take some games off of a North American team. Um, whether they win the full best of five, though, I, I don't know. I still have more faith in North America. I'm trying not to be biased. I just really don't know if Europe is uh, 
is going to be able to control that those those early game leads that North American teams typically get. All right, so let's look at the first matchup then. Number two, Cloud9, they have the bye. Um, based off of your picks, they would be playing, I think, match one. So would that be the Mouse Sports and SK matchup? Uh, yes, I believe so. So if they would be playing um, SK, who do you think that match, how that matchup would end up? Um, I think Cloud9 should win. Uh, they're... The the skill level of these guys is, and the amount of time they've been on stage performing uh, and just the fact that I think they're just a crazy trio of mechanical prowess as well as just really great in-game decision-making. The only teams that have really been able to rub up against them are like TSM and, and Hammers, and I would pick Hammers and TSM to basically win any match over... Uh, at least a, a European team with all their starting roster lineups. So I would think Cloud9 should should take it. I, I don't know. Like I doubt it'll be a complete 3-0 stomp, especially if SK comes in. I think SK may scrape a win uh, together. Um, I, I It could even potentially go to best of five if Cloud9 doesn't do their scouting, but they have one of the better support staffs of all the North American teams right now in terms of just prep. Um and, and analysis, right? So yeah. I don't think they'll come in underprepared. Uh, therefore, I think they should take whichever, you know, European team slots into there after um, day one. Can you talk real quick? Like, let's say Cavalifar is like Ronan in the lane. How, like, different is that to play against when you're going up something like that? Uh, so melee laners uh, struggle in an essence that, that if you don't have aggressive oppositions, or excuse me, they struggle in the sense that if you do have aggressive opposition, especially coming out of the jungle, that it takes sometimes a while for them to really get off the ground. So I would expect uh, any kind of melee focus from from them to be shut down, uh, simply by the fact that it's easy, in my opinion, for Cloud9 just to always make sure they draft the composition that controls the first uh, six to, to seven minutes of the game. So that if you put a Rona in lane, let's say, um, you keep her shoved to turret. She doesn't have very good wave clear. If she's using, you know, her end of the fray to get out of, uh, of a bad situation, she can't use it to go in. And you just kind of keep that level of pressure up. You, you know, look to steal fronts. You look to secure, you know, the first gold mine, perhaps even get the most damage on first turret trades. And I think you you take that gold lead you get from the early game and you just make sure you never uh, get separated. Because where Rona does uh, the most work is either singling out a specific person or when a team clumps. But I think Cloud9 knows how to fight around Rona. They, I mean, Rona is not a super popular pick in North America for that reason, yeah. that it's traditionally just always been easy to kind of manipulate her, especially in lane. Uh, I think it's it's even easier to control okay so the, the next matchup would be team secret versus uh hammers i believe yeah what mm. uh what do you think about that one um i definitely feel like this is where i'm i'm the least certain about how it's going to turn out and it also depends on who team secret has right uh as well so once again unfortunately predictions are thwarted a bit by just not knowing 100 percent who will be there and playing i think if team secret has leon then there definitely stand a better chance simply just because hammers will not have starting all over so t tigers can certainly do quite a lot of work um and i think perhaps carry you know a couple of games in a best of five series but i feel like if team secret's starting lineup is there uh they could edge it out it's so tough though because i just don't know who's on the roster so this specific matchup for me is really hard to predict yeah and especially since we've seen you know leon in the lane leon in the jungle just you know they switch up a lot so uh that'll definitely change to see who t tigers is up against in the jungle especially if he's up against leon's uh celeste that he played a lot towards the end of the split so i mean yeah that's gonna be an interesting matchup that's definitely one the only one the first one EUNA that I kind of get stuck on just because of Hammer's uh, roster change there that makes it more difficult. Um, this next matchup, we got the uh, first seed of G2 for EU 
uh, versus Match 4, which is going to be that Gangstars versus Tempo Storm. And who did you edge out on that one? I forget already. Did you pick Gangstars or Tempo Storm? Uh, I picked Gangstars if Tempo Storm has a sub, right. and Tempo Storm if their entire lineup is actually there. I think Tempo Storm can edge out the victory. All right, well, so they're close enough. So if any of these teams face up against G2, what, is the, what does the NA have to do to continue on their streak? So G2 has actually been pretty interesting because um, their performance... So G2 actually has a pretty solid split. It started off, like, okay. Um, but I think, like, the way that they ended um, coming into the season makes them a very strong competitor for pretty much any North American team coming in, only simply because I would say Tempo Storm is more mechanically based. So there's not a lot of, like, specific strategy that they're probably going to be bringing to the table. And Gangstars is very strategy-based, but they lack, I would say, a bit in some of the mechanic areas, whereas I think G2 actually has a better average of both. Um, so it's one of these things where I, I actually think G2 would beat Gangstars if Gangstars got that far. If Tempo Storm has their starting lineup, I feel like G2 should win um, probably like 3-2, maybe to Tempo Storm. Um, but I would still give them the edge over both both of those NA teams. All right, so for the last one, we got TSM versus, uh, you picked Fnatic, uh, which was up against Cyclone. So mm -hmm. so what do you think about that one? Who's going to potentially win that one? Uh, I mean, TSM should win regardless of, of who goes forward. Um I, mainly just because uh, TSM, I think, is going to have a lot more purposeful uh, work ethic going into uh, the the tournament. You know, I, th I think you know teams like Fnatic, Cyclone, you know, they're boot camping, they're practicing, but I, I don't, I don't know how purposeful these this boot camp and practice are. That it's not the same minds behind the game that you have on the TSM lineup, and they TSM has shown us for multiple seasons now that when it comes to tournament prep they kind of edge out everybody uh thus far and in europe at least historically has always come to these you know tournaments and look like they were under prepped like they just didn't know what to do and they didn't adjust and since this is day two the tournament meta from day one will already be set which gives tsm even more time to evaluate whatever they're preparing and flexing so i feel like just that naturally gives them an edge um, over whoever's going to be slotting in. Uh, yeah, I think maybe they could lose one game, but there's no way they, they lose the best of five against either of those teams. So let's stick with Team Solomid that and go on to these the semifinals. If you had kind of said G2 maybe has a better chance to move on, that would be Team Solomid versus G2, I believe. Uh, do you think in this case Team Solomid is going to look just as strong? Um, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I think it's one of these things where you G2 will will do well, but I still think at the pinnacle of North American competition, uh, Cloud9, TSM are just better than their opposition. I, the, the, the win condition for Europe on day three if if they make it that far up against a team like TSM, the win conditions will, is a little bit more uh, difficult to hold on to. But against, let's say, like a Cloud9 or something, the win condition is is basically letting the enemy make mistakes so you get onto these, these comps that have that scaling potential and you just lure their aggression, right? One of the biggest areas of opportunity for almost every competitive Vainglory team right now is... Uh, learning how to counter gank and learning how to actually bait out early game aggression, especially when it's expected and, and choreographed. And players like Joseph and Von C, uh, they execute really well, but they're not hard to read. Like you kind of always have a general understanding of when they're going to try to accomplish something. So because of that, I think if G2 comes in against TSM, they're going to struggle immensely. But I think whoever goes up against uh, Cloud9, they're going to be easier to have that kind of approach where you're, you're focused on counter gank, you focus on turning around because Cloud9 rarely plays anything that scales. TSM actually does sometimes play 
compositions that are that, that lean a little bit more towards that mid to late game. So I think they just have a better understanding. Yeah, on the other side, it would be Cloud Nine versus you know either Hammers or Team Secret based on your picks, based on what that that matchup would be. But uh, you know if Team Secret's in this situation, we kind of see Team Secret you know putting a lot on Leon's shoulders, and you know if he just can't perform perfectly against a strong team like Cloud Nine, like you said earlier, they put in countless amount of hours practicing. Uh, I think Cloud9 would also come out on the other side. So if Cloud9 does come out on the other side, and we do see NA versus NA, Team Solomid versus Cloud9, which is a familiar matchup for us, uh, do you want to go ahead and pick your champion right now? I mean, my pick to win the entire tournament is is definitely TSM. Uh, I, it's hard for me. There, there certainly is a world where another team could take some games off of them. TSM is sometimes I praise them for this structure, right? Like I'm praising them for their prep. But when teams come in with something that's completely out of the meta and throws TSM off, a lot of times they have a hard time adjusting mid-series. Like we saw them almost lose to Hammer's Velocity at Worlds because they didn't know what to do about the Scarf pick in that semifinal matchup. So this is a primary example of if Cloud9 and TSM make it to the finals, Cloud9 plays meta, uh, I, I think they, they lose. It won't be a stomp, but I, I don't see them, them winning. I think if Cloud9 actually preps at least one or two compositions that are a bit off meta, um, but still has a ton of uh, just cohesion between the the heroes that they play, then they could take a couple of games off of TSM, which puts TSM in, in a little bit of a tight spot. But I still think TSM should edge out the win. Okay, so you got TSM winning it all. If you had to pick an underdog to go to the finals, who do you think would have the best chance to accomplish that? Mm, I honestly would love to see a European team make it all the way to the finals. Like, yeah, I have, you know, NA pride kind of thing since I live here. But at the same time, like, it, it's just nice to see a lot of the, the smack talk kind of crushed, especially right. since I don't think Europe has the best social representation. NA is a lot busier on social media. You know, Europe has a few outspoken people. So I think it would just be kind of a, massive slice of humble pie if you know g2 or team secret were to to make it into the the finals and you know take a best of five series but it's tough because it's never happened so it's not like i have any historical data to back up this um i've always thought europe was a was a weaker region they've continued to prove that they're the bit of a weaker region and you know maybe this is the first tournament where they they go otherwise i i think if leon plays on team secret that might be one of the more exciting things to watch but team secrets had so many internal issues with their player uh cohesion and relationships that they just need to show up in top form i mean they could literally show up and actually get completely uh cucked in day two like they could they could literally get laid flat if they haven't solved these things prior to coming in right and then the conversation's over before we even get to day three but uh, but you know if they figured that stuff out i definitely think these top two teams will be a lot tougher um than europe was during 2016 so another thing we normally do on our weekly prediction episodes is kind of pick a few players that we're most excited to see perform or which players we think will make the difference in the tournament so or the matchup. So do you have any players on the top of your mind right now that you think will make a big difference or that you're personally excited just to see perform? Hmm. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see T-Tigers because this is the first uh, time in a while that uh, he's been on the live stage. Uh, especially even like as a as a complete starter um he, he has such a great impact in the game that i think even with hammers being down their starting laner i'm really curious how much he's going to show up during the tournament so for the hammers handicap alone i'm kind of excited to see t tigers play um from another north american team um you know i'm, I'm kind of I want to see how Iraqi Zoro does from Gangstars. I, I think Iraqi's kind of been in this place for maybe the better part of a year now, where he kind of fell from from greatness. I would say uh, he went to Europe; it didn't have the best showing there, especially when Worlds hit. So now he's kind of back in North America again, trying to prove that Gangstars is still the top end competitive team it can be under his leadership. And I actually think if he 
if if he shows up and does not perform, it's going to be such a huge blow to Gangstars because they, the the team just continues to not uh, be the same powerhouse team that they were in the past. Um, so I'm really curious how Iraqi is going to actually perform at this tournament because I'm not sure if he's the same caliber of player as a lot of the other laners uh, in the tournament right now. And then from Europe, uh, honestly, there isn't really a particular person from Europe that I'm, I'm super excited to see. If Leon's there, obviously this will be his first live tournament, so that would be super hype. Um, just give Leon a chance to finally earn uh the accolades that people give him yeah. i'm a bit bullish with how much people say like oh leon's the best he's the greatest blah 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 like the kid's never been in a live tournament so yeah. until that happens like congratulations on your ranked q performances perhaps your <laughs> offline performances but there's no titles under his belt right so I, I hope he gets to go and i hope he gets a chance to show that um that he's just such a solid team and i'm also interested in just seeing um how uh, the the SK gaming lineup's going to do just to see kind of how hungry like they're they're a little on the older side compared to a lot of players as well um and, you know jetpacks and 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 Bayou and all these guys so like i i want to see perhaps that maturity come through and these guys if they can have like a mental uh fortitude throughout the tournament uh that would be pretty exciting but yeah that's that's probably it i would say yeah, so that pretty much wraps up all of our picks for uh, this upcoming weekend. It's going to be a pretty exciting weekend overall. All right, so what's okay. the future look like for uh, Echo Fox and what's coming up for this summer, kind of three weeks off season, what you guys have planned over there? Yeah, um, so my involvement with Echo Fox is actually going to be changing a bit in the future. I'm not going to be a like a full-time coach anymore. I'm actually branching um, into other areas of Echo Fox as well, um, taking some some other responsibilities and opportunities on in the esports space. But I'm still going to have a very tight connection with their Vainglory um, side of things um, and almost kind of like a GM approach, if you will. So the first step for us was to find the right players to go into summer. Um, we have found a roster that I'm actually very excited about. I can't tell like who it is yet. Obviously, I have to save the the hype and surprise. Right. But um, but I think one of the things Echo Fox suffered with was we had three great uh, people, uh, three really solid players, but just collectively they just didn't help each other succeed. Not in the sense that they didn't try, but they just it just they didn't have it in sync. Like when Miko, Delphi, Cole, their mentalities are all too passive in nature. They're not risk takers. They're, they kind of like to play on the back foot and they like to scale and they like to play a slower game. And that was great in 2016. But when 2017 came around, um, while I was excited about the potential of the team, uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really sure until I actually was sitting in on practices and, and listening. And I think what we learned very quickly is that uh, you need to have an insanely confident voice on the team that's able to not not just for shot calling, but just someone who's actually confident in everything they're doing. It makes such a difference when your teammate is just plowing the road. You then in turn feel like your impact can be bigger your impact can can have a much larger widespread effect um, throughout a, a you know a single game or a specific best of series, and that's what our goals were in, in kind of getting a, a new roster for uh, the upcoming season or you know finding the right new players to kind of bring on board. Is we needed that voice, we needed some raw mechanics because I still personally think Bangalore is ninety five percent mechanics and five percent strategy. Uh, when you're talking about in-game, uh, the rest of it's draft. Uh, so if you can if you can get some good minds behind the team, they can get them on picks that make sense for that game. If they have mechanics, they're going to ride these games, these decisions, these mechanics together all the way to some pretty hardcore victories. So I would temper a little bit. I'm not saying that Echo Fox comes in the summer season and and aims to be the best team in North America, but we're Correct. certainly focused on being at Worlds um, and taking the steps necessary to get there. 
Yeah, well, that sounds probably like the most hype thing I've heard yet. That's pretty exciting. Cannot wait to see Echo Fox in the future. And along with the other challenge, uh, challenger teams and just the teams that are trying to fight back into V8, it's uh, really exciting to see some of these teams get back in there. So uh, thank you again, Fuji, so much for your time and all your knowledge you dropped. Um, it was really great having you on the show. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So it was great having Fuji on the show with us. Uh, it was a really fun time listening him talk and you know make his picks for which teams he think will uh, make it to the finals and which teams win. Obviously, TSM is his favorite going into it. Uh, so this upcoming weekend is going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I'm excited to watch all the teams on stage and then performing on stage and just seeing the crowd and everyone at O2. Uh, it's going to be pretty crazy and pretty exciting event. Um, so that is all we had for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, make sure you follow us on Twitter at TFR underscore eSports. Uh, of course, if you're not following Fuji on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing, but you can follow him at the Fuji. And then you can follow the other podcasts with Arvin and Blico at Time for Rolling. Uh, they'll be having their episode coming out here soon with NivMet. But that is all we had. I hope you guys enjoy this upcoming weekend and all the Vanguard matches that will be happening. Uh, until next time, cheers.